Um, Ryland, we need cold open material, so go ahead and say a funny thing now. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, uh, 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 what's up? Hey, Kim, have you ever, uh, uh, Kim, um, uh, I, so I think I told you guys how I started going boobs when I was in middle school, but you know, byproduct, my nipples are very, very sensitive. So whenever I wear a t-shirt that has anything on it, it hurts a lot. Um, so I'm sorry, ladies, but you can't touch these. They're on display only. Have you ever worn pasties or, or something to like protect yourself? So one of the bad things about my body hair is that it's only around my nipples. So I can't just like glue anything on there unless i'm gonna rip it off now keep in mind he has already shaved one nipple off and he's just got the one nipple left so he's not gonna shave that hair (laughs) do you think if i if i cut off the tips what are those called (laughs) just a very i think they're called the noobers if i cut the noobers off these babies (laughs) do you think i could have a tattoo artist Put on a tattoo that looks like it's a three-dimensional tip, a nuber, a three, a new nuber. I think what you need to do is, like you said, get your nubers removed, but also the rest of it, the areola uh, grandes and everything, and just have it be skin. And then, depending on like what you're doing, what your swimsuit is that season, you just grab sharpies and decide what the nipples are going to be that day. Hearts, right. stars. Some people shoes. draw on their eyebrows. I draw on my nipples. Yeah. It just occurred to me why Arana Grande's band is called the Nubers. I never put that together till. <laughs> Ladies now. and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Ariana Grande and the Newbers. Is that what they play? She walks on stage. You can hear her in the song. She goes, Y'all ready for this? This is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life Pile. Welcome to Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that names tigers. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm the sixth Spice Girl, Jules Verne. You gotta make money to spend money. It's Rylan Warner. That's a really tough lesson to learn, and I keep having to learn it over and over again. But if there's anyone who's great at it, it's Ryland. Mm, making mm-hmm. that money. Monty. I'm not. I don't have any income, and I just bought a video game. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is Life Pile Podcast, the podcast for lifestylists who want their lifestyle news from a reliable source and not for some bunk junk in an alleyway. Let's get the first lifestyle tip for us. I got a really urgent one. I'm sorry. I just have to do mine first. Oh, I gotta re- get this out. It's oh. really important. I gotta get this out. Uh, I shouldn't have to say it, you guys, but in case any of our listeners need reminding, in this house, we have a zero tolerance policy for Beyonce slander. That will be known on this day. Okay, so if you're on a date that wasn't really going well to begin with, but then they say something along the lines of him. Beyonce isn't really talented at all. She isn't really singing as much as she is talking. And her beats sound like somebody put a fork in a garbage disposal and my four-year-old niece could do a better job. 
then you can go ahead and go back home and unmatch them on Tinder immediately without saying anything because we have a zero tolerance policy. You guys, it's Beyonce. I love that during this date, as he said this, you probably the next sentence he said was, what are you typing on your phone? Are you just <laughs> writing down everything I said verbatim? Uh, yeah, he did. He did say that. And it was right after uh, I said, oh, OK, then who's the who's the queen of pop? Because this is an ongoing discussion amongst the gays. And he said, well, obviously, um, Brittany is better. And I said, waiter, waiter. Check, please. Wait, I think I've been poisoned. (laughs) I've been poisoned in my heart. Zero tolerance policy for Beyonce slander. Uh, Get that out of your life. You don't need it. It's poisoning you. And all those people are going to eventually find one another. Life finds a way. Love finds a way. Also, hate finds a way and pettiness. So let that be that. No sweat. Off your back. Zero tolerance policy for Beyonce slander. Is Britney not cool anymore? Can I not say that I like Britney? I don't want to say that Britney is not cool. She's a princess of pop. She's an, an important American institution. And she's doing well for herself. She's raising two kids. She's doing great for herself. She's got a Vegas show. She's like, she's doing the dang thing. But if you preface your Britney love with Beyonce slander i have no choice but to take the offensive we have a zero <laughs> i'm glad that you do agree though that britney is up there with the top american institutions itt tech devry phoenix um <laughs> other ones Island is listing the most important american institutions i'm gonna jump right aveda aveda the aveda institute you never the heard of the Aveda Institute? No, I know it, but I just really love If you could just keep sprinkling different institutions you're a fan of over the course of this podcast, I'd love that. Papa Murphy's. That's okay. Can well, you please save me. I'm going to jump right on and have a Dylan's lifestyle tip uh, because I have a lifestyle tip for everybody, which is to tell everybody, hey, I got a lifestyle tip for you. Stay out of my way. Uh All right. Now, this is one of the most useful and handy sentences. It's like a Swiss army knife of sentences. So, for instance, uh, someone has just on a first date told you that Beyonce is trash. Okay, you finish your dictation of the conversation. (laughs) You lock your phone. You put it in your pocket. You look at him. You say, hey, I got a lifestyle tip for you. Stay the hell out of my way. And one of the great things about this sentence is it makes it seem like you're going places, even though you're just spinning your wheels. I think I've used this before. I mean, like I'm a I'm a wild card on the force. You know, I play by my own rules and I'm not I'm not beholden to desk work or no sheriff. And when someone says you're out of line, Bragasa, you got to play by the book. I put my hand on my on my holster and I say, hey, I got a lifestyle tip for you. Stay out of my way. Right? Am I using it right? Oh, you're a master, let me tell you. Great. Yeah, I do this when I'm... when I, uh, <laughs> And that's how Ryland uses it. Ryland, what's your lifestyle tip today? Hey, I got a lifestyle tip for you guys today. If you've listened to this podcast before, uh, you may have noticed something about when I talk and when I make stuff out of my mouth. So Dylan does his best to edit every single attempt at this out, but try as he might he cannot completely eliminate my anime sounds okay so anime sounds what are those you might be asking anime hey ryland is a 
Well, yeah. What are anime sounds? Thanks. I'm glad you guys asked. Anime is a Japanese um, form of animation. Okay. And it's it goes a little something like this. <gasps> oh. He's pinching his nipples. I just want everyone to know he's pinching his nipples as he does this. Now, you can use these sounds in any context. It does not matter at all. No, Rylan, trust me. Me and Dylan are putting a soundboard together of those noises, and we will be using them constantly. And I just realized, you guys... I mean, we really try to keep it pure here on LifePile. This is about the art. This is about betterment of other people's lives. We do got a merch store and we do got bills to pay. I don't know why we haven't put up a bank of Ryland noises that you can download for your cell phone as different text (laughs) ring back tones and phone call tones. And like, it's just great because people, when they're talking, they don't use the full range of abilities to express themselves like you. Okay. Say you're eating spaghetti and then there's a finger in it and you go, oh, <laughs> Is that where you go? <laughs> Were you sexually excited by the thingy in your skitty? That's a that's a common misconception. Everybody's always like, oh, all these MA girls, they're always turned on by everything. No. Okay? When I go, oh That's genuine fear. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh God is so scared. Oh. <laughs> okay, great. I'm glad you're explaining this to me. So let's give you some scenarios. And I want you to just pick off one of the sounds off the soundboard, okay? All right. Um, okay. So mail's in and you just got your acceptance letter to Harvard. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and that's a little Japanese girl doing that, right? Uh Sure. Yeah. yeah. I yes. mean, like little, big, big, little. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Ryland, you walk into GameStop. It's ninety percent off everything in the store, new games included. And you say, <laughs> "You're walking to the kitchen to get a glass of water, and you stub your big toe on the uh, coffee table." Uh, uh, uh. We've reached the limit of anime sounds that I want our listeners to endure. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a Geneva law, and it would be illegal if we kept doing this. It's some kind of cruel and unusual punishment. Today is a big nipple-pinching day for me today. Like, just thinking about it gets my fingers on there, and I just can't... some pinching! <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my nipples. Okay, real story, though. When I was in middle school, I was in, like, the World War Three of titty-twisting competitions, and it was just all the time. It was like I was walking through those hallways, and you never knew when somebody was going to bust out of a locker and grab hold of your titty and twist it 360 degrees, okay? So... I think at that point in my life, I started doing it to myself in preparation. Uh, and, and you know, I also kind of lost all sensation in these babies. Uh, so now it's just like they feel natural in their hardened state and it doesn't hurt if I pinch them. So I'm doing it. You're trying to resuscitate your nipples. You're trying to bring them back to life. Yeah, I've got the Frankenstein of titties. They're just he's, dead. He's one of those Shaolin Iron Kung Fu masters, and his specialty is the iron nipple, and he's just training them for integrity. 
Uh, if you want to see my actual technique, okay. I would hold up a peace sign, and then I then I'd be like, "No, guys, I don't want to twist your nipples. Peace, come on, let's let's have a truce here." Then I would turn my hand around, uh, turn to the peace sign ninety degrees to the left, so it's like a and I would close it in right on the nipple. So it's like I'm I'm making a pincher with my fingers, like a crab claw, uh, and then I grab onto that baby and twist it. So peace to peace to twist. Peace to twist, the peace to resistance. <laughs> Every week we bring you the hot lifestyles out there in the world to see which one is the right one to live and which one's the right one to leave. Who's got the first segment for us? I got a lifestyle for you guys. Uh, you can't get amazing content like you see here on LifePile without the support of advertisers lucky for us our advertisers wanted our episodes to be ad free so most of their advertising goes on on our joint okcupid profile that we have so it's just a streamlined listening experience but i thought it would be valuable to see what life's like on the other side so today life is going to record three brand new commercials and before we get to that I want to just take a page out of the prose book, you know, going back to the golden age of advertising. And we're going to just listen to some of the greatest generations, greatest commercials. I've got a, a one for you right here. Let's take a look at that. So as we saw there, an important thing in advertising is spelling. Everybody should know exactly how to spell your product's name. And if they don't, you just needed to say it over and over again. Also, we saw some Ryland influence in there. Yum, 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 yum. Little anime noises just to tell your audience how to feel about your product. We got another one here. This is Sandy Becker saying, keep cooking with Crisco. It's all vegetable. It's digestible. Uh, and that's it on that one. And I, it's important to let your customers know if you're making a food product, you got to state that it's digestible. Also, I'm so sick of people who don't make food products not telling me it's not digestible. <laughs> yes. How many tire shops have I gone to where I'm like chewing on my third tire doing a little taste test and then somebody says, excuse me, sir, this isn't digestible. Well... <sighs> Where did you tell me that? Why don't I know that? All right, we got another one for you. A school lunch, maybe a light lunch, as against an evening meal where you serve several different dishes. <laughs> but still, a school lunch should be balanced nutritionally. That's why a dessert for lunch is just as essential as for a bigger, heavier meal. And what could be simpler for you to serve or more enjoyable and tasty for your children than cupcakes? <laughs> Now, you can get either the Frosted Devil Food Cupcakes or the Frosted White Cupcakes in the bakery department of your food store. You'll find them all neatly wrapped to keep them fresh for several days. And each package usually contains two or perhaps three generous-sized cupcakes. You might get several packages next time you shop for food. And if your children carry their lunch to school, you'll find cupcakes fit into a lunchbox very nicely. Of course, cupcakes make an ideal after-school snack along with a tall, cold glass of milk. Cupcakes are delicious. They're wholesome, and they add extra energy school children need. 
You'll find they're very economical, too. When you visit your food store, visit the bakery department. Find out what a wonderful variety of ready-to-serve desserts the bakers of America prepare for you, fresh and delicious. Each day. What I love about this commercial is it touches on another major major tenet of advertising, which is colloquial conversation with an old woman who assumingly <laughs> lives in your town. I also think it's really important to just generally advertise for the existence of an idea of a product of a concept. You'll notice there was no brand in there. There was no specific product being advertised. They were just like <laughs> cupcakes. In general, they're great. They're good. Check them out. They're apparently part of a balanced diet, which I didn't know, but <laughs> that's what advertising should always do is learn you some new knowledge. Yeah. This is really great because I know I have to spend a couple hundred bucks on a weekend to have a stern broad come tell me what to do. <laughs> so getting it for free off the radio? Uh, yes, please. One of my favorite parts of that cupcake bit was how she forgot what she was talking about in the very beginning <laughs> yes. of it. Could you just play that part right back for me yeah, real yeah, quick? Yeah, here it is, Rylan. Uh, school lunch, maybe. Yeah, that, that little hesitancy there. She's like, oh, uh, uh, school, what am I talking about? I love that. Keep it in. Keep it in the ad. It's great. It's great. There are no mistakes in advertising. That's another major tenet. <laughs> this last commercial is my favorite commercial, you guys. Here's our last ad. Before we return to the halls of Ivy, let's hear the story of how one man developed a taste for family parties and Schlitz beer. Well, ordinarily, I look forward to family parties like I look forward to two weeks of rain on my vacation. Uh -huh. Oh, but I, uh, I make one exception. <laughs> There's a certain relative of my wife who can win me away from my fireside any day. He's the one who introduced me to Schlitz beer, and I still thank him for it. I, uh, I remember when his relative first invited us over for a family get-together. My wife wanted to go, and I didn't, so we compromised and went. On the way over, I visualized a dismal evening playing some game like charades, which I happen to particularly detest. <laughs> but things began to look up the moment our host greeted us at the door and said, I, I hope you won't mind if we don't waste the evening playing silly parlor games. We're going to get fucked And up. when I discovered that we were both fly fishermen, well, I... I began to think of my host as more of a friend than a relative. What it was just fuck? about then that he brought in the Schlitz beer. Well, the evening was full of pleasant surprises. I'd heard many good things about Schlitz and had always planned to try it. So, try it I did. And never have I tasted a beer as satisfying. As I drank, I found myself hoping that this particular in-law would throw another family party very soon. And I found myself saying as... Surely others have said in tasting this fine beer, no wonder they call Schlitz a beer that made Milwaukee famous. So, I love anecdotes as a marketing tool. I also love this man's particular story. He starts it off extraordinarily negative. I hate rain. I hate parties. I, I hate, hate charades. Goddamn overbearing I, wife. I hate my wife. <laughs> I hate her family. So right away you trust this man because he, he seems like a good guy. He seems like a good guy in every man. But then he gets there and her wife's unnamed relative just strikes a chord deep down in him that he's never felt before i'm not gonna make you do it to that gay shit let's just get schlit faced <laughs> he, he says it right there in the ad this was a night full of surprises and he thanks this man for it 
I think a product should help you realize stuff about yourself. I think it should have you looking forward to the next time you can go over to an unnamed family member's house to experience more new surprises, both with yourself and with him. These days, advertisers are so dishonest. Like, ooh, drink, because then these beautiful women will hang out with you. And ooh, drink, because then you'll be winning big dollars at the casino. That's what ads like are today. These ads were honest. Hey, you hate your family. Drink now. I also love the idea of not not trying to be graceful or elegant about like, here's like a couple reasons why you might enjoy this product. The cupcake lady just listed every conceivable possible good thing about cupcakes. (laughs) They fit in a lunchbox. Um, You can eat them. You don't have to make them. We made them. Uh, They're everywhere. I'm not advertising anything in specific. What am I advertising again? Just as much information as you can put out there. So... I've got three products for us to advertise. Ryland, pick a number between one and three. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, the first is the worst and second's the best. So I'm going number three. <laughs> Sloppy seconds. <laughs> Ryland, you are advertising Cam's Hot and Toasties. Ooh. Oh, do I know what these are? I don't feel like I need to give you any more information than that. Okay. You just put on your radio voice and crank that baby out in 30 seconds or less. And three, two, one. We're live on the air. Hey, everybody. I'm here to talk about Cam's Hot and Toasties. I know what I'm doing an ad for. You know, I love men and I love hot toasty things um so you ever think about what you could use in a bathtub to clean that shower get down in that drain with a hot and toasty and the best thing about it is you can eat it afterwards you know what i'm saying guys so i want all my fellow friends coming around and watching me get down on this tub with a hot toasty something dylan's giving me hand signals and i know what that means and i'm cutting it baby (laughs) That was a great 40-second commercial, Ryland. Thank you so much. <laughs> the last 10 seconds of the commercial, are you explaining what it looks like when someone tells you to stop? Yeah. <laughs> Cam, can I get you to pick a number that's either one or two? Well, two is sloppy seconds, and three is brought worst, but one is the worst, so I'll do number one. Cam, you're going to be advertising Ryland's Smooth and Mild Cigarettes. We're going to be on the air in five, four, three, two, action. It's Friday night and your husband just called to tell you the boss is joining you for dinner. Well, geez, hubby, thanks for the warning. Now I got to throw up my baked weed pot loaf and make something big enough for a big boss man's stomach. But what am I supposed to do with all the anxiety? Well, thankfully, there's a way to smoke your lungs right out of your body with Ryland's smooth and tasty chainmail cigarettes, the only cigarette with metal flakes inside of it to cut you good that was wonderful cam all right so that leaves me with my last product which is dylan's fresh and fruity jello for copyright reasons (laughs) all right i'm going to be on the air in five (laughs) four three two well, 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 hey there. It's me, your best friend and friendly neighbor. I'm advertising. Hold on a second. I'm advertising Dylan's fresh and fruity jello. 
You'll love the exotic colors and flavors. You'll love the way it makes your husband think she can cook. <laughs> and we're giving it a shooting it out of t-shirt cannons and it fits in a lunchbox jello. I think we've all mastered advertising and now we can leave it to the professionals. Thank you guys. Rylan, you seem pretty hot to trot with a segment. Hell yeah, I do. Okay, uh, so you might have tuned in to our very first episode almost a month ago at this at the point of this release. I do want to point out that that's the first episode available publicly, while the Illuminati has been listening for about two decades now. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a great point, Cam. Um, but anyways, so about a month ago when we first started this baby, I introduced y'all to something I called the Kamasu 2.0, okay? Mm. And it totally revolutionized something that was old and made it brand new for everybody who'd never heard of it before and I was like you know Rylan there's other stuff that people use for their lives that doesn't it's so old and so not hot and so how could I turn something old into something hot okay and that's when I came out with out with the Zoldiac, in with the Znudiac. Okay, everybody. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, that's right. You guys all know the Zodiac. Boo. Oh my God, that's so boring because it's so old. I can't believe old people like the sky. Well, step on up to Life Files Znudiac. <laughs> it's the brand new way to know how to live your life, okay? Yay. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, Ryland. Ryland, I noticed that you already have trouble pronouncing things. But then when you invent names for your products, you invent the most difficult name to pronounce imaginable. Hit me with this name one more time so I know how to advertise it on old-timey radio. Uh, well, the catchphrase is, out with the Zoldiac, in with the Znudiac. Introducing Life Files Znudiac. Okay, so uh, you can't say the name without saying the full catchphrase, can you? <laughs> No, I can totally say out with those Zodiac and with this Nudiac introducing Life Files Nudiac on its own. <laughs> right. Okay, good. I don't know. So I thought, um, what better way to recreate the Zodiac into something's Nudiac by looking back at how they did it back in the day. And what did they do? They looked up at the stars and they applied their own mythology to it. And so I was like, oh, what do we have? We have stars. Not in the sky, but walking around on the streets. And, oh, do we have a mythology? Yes, we do. We have a mythology of TV and movies and songs and happiness, okay? So you mash those things together, and what do you get? You get the birthdays of fictional characters, okay? And, and each month, there's a fictional <laughs> character born, okay? I was just going to list off some fictional characters that are born in each month and then we have to boil them down to their component parts and come up with a Znudiac sign for that month and also you might notice there is one real life person in uh each of these <laughs> things okay and so it's gonna be sort of like i spy or not i spy but uh what's that one where's waldo okay so when you hear who the new the real life person is i want you to buzz in and i'll say if you're right or not brighter night okay <laughs> so okay getting started with this nudiac baby okay in january we have joan of arc 
that's a real person you dumbasses he got me i was so focused on the joan of arc cartoons that i watched as a kid and i gotta tell you that the whole concept of this nudiac is so clear (laughs) that i understood exactly what i was supposed to be doing cam it's it's a game show zodiac daytime television dating birth chart application i think it's pretty obvious and it takes the real stars of current times except only when they're fictional and somehow Joan of Arc is current, fictional, and real all at the same time. Cam, in the birthday of the crab, okay, up in the sky, there was a star that looked like a crab, okay? Yep, we can't it. see the stars anymore because of light pollution, all right? So we need a brand new way to come up with Zenudiac signs, okay? <laughs> and what do we call stars? Hollywood celebrities. And what but are Hollywood wow. celebrities? <laughs> Fictional characters like Joan of Arc. <laughs> How do we apply our own mythology to our stars? Oh, the fictional characters that our celebrities play. Okay? A to Z to B. What don't you get about this? So he really does think Joan of Arc is a fictional character. The important fictional character Joan of Arc from DuckTales. Cam, do I need to spell it out? And then I added an additional layer on top. And I said... Because it wasn't confusing enough. It needed more layers. I said in each month there would be one real life person, and when you hear that real life person, you buzz in. I thought it could be more interactive and fun. Okay, I'll stop asking questions and you take it away. And I'll try to not lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to the Zenudiac. Also, I thought it would be important to document this whole process. That way, when people are like, how did they make this Zenudiac, Papa? He's like, well, you could go back to episode nine of Life Pile and listen into the whole creation process. So, so you're... Li- <laughs> You're listing a bunch of birthdays from the same month. I say which one is a real person's one, but this month already belongs to a fictional character, and it's their Zodiac month. But you're just testing to see if I know the names of real people? Cam, Rylan's going to say a series of words, and then eventually there will be a prompt for us to do an action. So let's just do whatever actions he tells us to and pretend the other parts don't exist. You're right. I forgot that the safest thing to do during a Rylan segment is to lay down and pretend that I'm dead. Rylan's take it away. All right. For January, we got Joan of Arc. Buzz! That's a person. Yeah, that's a real life person. Oh my God, you guys got it. So that's the only real life person for this month, okay? All right. She was born on January 6th. <laughs> you know who shares Joan of Arc's birthday? Sherlock Holmes. Cher is also a real person. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes isn't a real person? <laughs> oh no. Well, that's egg on my face that is now recorded and we can't delete it off the podcast. It's there. And also in January, we got Severus Snape. Oh. You hear that guy? Ooh, he's a bad guy. So hot with that long hair. Then we also have Chucky, Hannibal Lecter, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is (laughs) FlavorWire.com trying to say that Chucky the murder doll came out of someone's genitalia and was birthed? Well, Chucky was born when he... So Chucky was a real-life person. Who got killed, and then his spirit went into a doll. So, Are you saying that 
possessed dolls celebrate their birthday on the day their soul went into a doll. <laughs> they just light a little doll cake on fire and blow it out. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So now we're supposed to synthesize all of these people's personalities into one personality. That's a Znudiac sign. Yes. If this is too complicated, we could just fuck this whole thing. No, no, and no, uh, Ryland. You brought me into this hell. Here. Now you gotta live in it with me. Okay, so first, do we need to make a name for what January babies are called? Like Cancer, Libra? So I was thinking it, it does need to ultimately wind up being either like a, a type of person, just an object, like an animal, uh, a ninja, literally like anything, any kind of noun uh that has the characteristics of these things gotcha so okay so it's a doll like chucky it's a racist <laughs> like snape it's a great female leader like joan of arc and what was the other one share great singing voice sherlock uh, holmes great taste in mini skirts buffy the vampire Slayer. I, for, I always forget the last word that's very crucial a little bit condescending Sherlock Holmes. Okay, yeah. And here's the thing about thing about Sherlock Sherlock Holmes is she <laughs> she will find the murderer of Sonny. And if it was Moriarty, that's gonna be the last case that Moriarty give her gets him caught on. I don't know what shares all of these characteristics. So maybe we just need to start doing benign objects. Like January sign is a stapler. <laughs> okay. Okay, a stapler that solves crimes, also eats people like Hannibal Lecter, sucks on people's... Oh, fuck, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's not a vampire. (laughs) Hey, it was the 90s or early thousands. Hickeys were still a huge thing, so I'm sure she was sucking on somebody's neck. It's true. And she can fit in a box, like Chucky, and um, she killed Dumbledore and Joan of Arc. He kept saying she like we were still talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He said she could fit in a box. She killed Dumbledore and Joan of Arc. But he said that so fast together. Like like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer killed Dumbledore and Joan of Arc. I'm so thankful to Ryland for this cut, dry, linear segment he's provided us with. I've been thinking about this for a long time. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So it sounds like we're heading out to February now. And it also sounds like you're going to make us do this 12 goddamn times, Ryland. No, you can tune in next week for the continuing half of this segment. (laughs) So we're... This is going to be a 12-episode saga because we can only fit one month's worth of confusion into an episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. We could do half of it now or just one-twelfth of it each episode. What do you think, Cam? I'm... Maybe, what about fourths? Compromise? No, I don't... You want to do this four times? No, that's (laughs) too few times. We've already spent 30 minutes just trying to figure out what twisted drug abuse led him to this place. 30 minutes! (laughs) I I do want to say that I thought your new Kama Sutra... Wait, what is the name of the new Kama Sutra 2.0? I thought Kama Sutra 2.0 was sexual and confusing. It didn't occur to me how sexual and confusing this nudiac would be. So what's up all you January staplers? How you guys doing? Happy birthday to all y'all. You're so stubborn. Just like Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) 
uh, Ryland, what if I was born during Black History Month? What if I was born during the love month of February? Oh, you mean the same month as Gromit? From Wallace and Gromit? Also Charles Darwin? Wait, sorry. Gr- oh, wait. Beep. Charles Darwin is... F- no, he's from The Simpsons. Really quick. Gromit. Did you say Gromit or Wallace? Gromit. And is that Gromit. the puppy or he's is a dog. the man? Okay. He's a dog. Cool. Uh, Bruce Wayne, Dana Scully, Patrick the Starfish, and Superman were all born <sighs> in February. I think Ryland's tapped into something really important about Zodiacs, which is that every sign in a Zodiac needs to have every personality trait in order for it to feel <laughs> relevant to people. This is very exciting because usually I hate going to a bar and asking a lady what her sign is. <laughs> but now I get to go to the bar and say, what's your sign? And then I pull out a 6,000 page dusty tome and I start flipping through every single fictional character ever burned. Okay, so I think the Februarys, um, they should be heartthrob. The February heartthrobs. Okay. Uh, this does kind of so, sound like a sports team. So he tried to make it a simple physical object, but you changed it to a heartthrob. So you tell me, when I get my tattoo with my February's nudiac sign on my calf, what does my heartthrob tattoo look like? Uh, it's going to resemble uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, oh. Wait, so. The, but he's not born. He's not he, born during February. He just is a heartthrob. <laughs> Let's go ahead and check when November twelfth is his birthday. <laughs> okay, the the February heartthrobs are skeptics. Dana Scully, hello, can't get anything past her. Mm. Out for the truth. Yes. Darwin Gromit. <laughs> Gromit and they Dana Scully. Very similar. Claymation dogs. They're claymation. They're doughy. <laughs> um. Do you you ever feel like your brain's in a particle accelerator and you can't remember what was said 40 seconds ago because you don't know where you are or what year it is? Here's the thing, Dylan, you have to understand about your brain right now. Right now, your brain is layers. Okay, so much like a strawberry shortcake. Survival thoughts is a strawberry. You've got hate for Ryland is the whipped cream. The sponge cake is fear of this segment and then what's this below the sponge cake on the plate but it's the first layer of an onion what's that and you go past that layer and it's the second layer of an onion what's going on here get deeper down there's a third layer to this onion uh, I yeah my brain does feel like the consistency of whipped cream right now and I am scared that Ryland is slowly learning how to like induce us and all of our audience members into the way of thinking that Ryland normally embodies in his everyday life it's scary to be here uh, you guys want to go on to March yeah let's just start barreling through I guess alright okay we're almost halfway through uh, okay so we got March <laughs> there's Tom Thomas Anderson, Agent Thomas Anderson from The Matrix, Agent Anderson, okay, Homer Simpson, Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Wait, hold on. Einstein. Agent Anderson from The Matrix is a computer program. What the fuck does this website think counts as a birthday Birth. for Agent Anderson? Is the date that he was uploaded to the cloud? Yeah, probably. I mean, every, what, every like software has a created date. You know, also Buzz Buzz Albert Einstein. Is that how we pronounce his name? Was Einstein's name supposed to be like Einstein? It's Albert Instant. 
actually. Albert Instant. Yeah, Albert Instant Rice. Continue. Was or were there any <laughs> other ones on that list? Uh Big Bird and Captain James T. Kirk. Okay, so March. <laughs> this is rough. We already did heartthrobs. Captain Kirk was hot, mm. you guys. He knows how to seduce an alien. Big Bird? Hot. hot. I don't care what your face and the rest of you looks like. If you're six foot twelve ladies am i right ladies you're right uh, so are we gonna go the march hotties march hotties <laughs> yep yep so so the so, first part of the year is really sexy january staplers february heartthrobs and the march hotties and for march uh the tattoo is just a hot tamale that's the symbol yeah. you get it's just one hot tamale <laughs> and you know who's super hot homer simpson he's yeah. so fucking hot mm, dude that's why america's mm. in love with him can't get enough our first, our first sex symbol all right, now this does complete my court-mandated amount of these goddamn months I have to do this week, right? That's three. We can do it four, three more times, and then we'll be... Oh, my God, that seems really? like so many times. I yeah, agree. well, you should have thought of that before you made this happen to us. Oh. This is our whole Zodiac, our whole Snoodiac. It's just three it's months. Best, and it's packed in as many personalities as you get in 12 months, so... Oh, my gosh. I can't, I can't imagine that. Can we... Can we speed round? What if we try to speed round the whole yeah, 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 year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, if, right. Oh, the whole. I don't have the whole year. I only have up until June. Okay. What if we speed round up until June and Ryland blows through the names of them? We shout out adjectives and then one of us just yells the name of that symbol and we don't yeah, yeah. even I like that. think about it. <laughs> All right. April. Uh, Rocky Balboa. Chandler Bing. Jesse Katsopoulos, Uncle Jesse from Full House, uh, Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks, Shirley Temple, and Lorelai Gilmore. April sucks, by the way. It does not have many fictional hot character uncles. birthdays. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I think it's hot uncles. Like what, this is really hard. We got heartthrobs and hunks and hotties in every month. <laughs> All right, next one, May. (laughs) We got Alice in Wonderland, uh, Katniss Everdeen, Kermit the Frog, Salvador Dali, (laughs) uh, Dr. House, and Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Oh. Rule book out the window. A rule book out the window? That's what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also also just some adjectives. I want to say noble, because Ash Ketchum, I didn't remember anyone else that Rylan said. Continue. (laughs) June, the last one I have, Oscar the Grouch, Marilyn Monroe, Forrest Gump, Fang Cougar, Jason, and Garfield. Spooky. The June Spookies. Did you say uh, Jason and Freddy were born on the same month? Yeah, and Freddy Krueger and Forrest Gump have the same birthday. Who'd have thought? Well, and you never see them in the same room at the same time. <laughs> 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 Alright, and that's all I have. Wait, so just so a review. quick recap. Yeah, the January staplers. The, the February, February heartthrobs. Heartthrobs. The March hotties. <laughs> the... April, April hot uncles. Hunkles. Hunkles I like a lot. May, rule book out the window. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that tattoo yeah. is just a broken window pane with a big old book flying out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then June. Mm-hmm. The June spookies. Should we call them jukies? <laughs> jukies the sounds jukies? much too much like a racial slur. So the June spookies. <laughs> What's your sign? I'm a spooky. And the tattoo is just like one of the classic ghosts wearing a sheet, but he's got a big old boner. (gasps) 
Rylan, what it was your sign covered today? I'm a rule book out the window. I'm a heartthrob. You don't have to tell me. I know. Cam, were you done yet? Or are we doing you in the future? Oh, I'm I'm a, I'm a rule book out the window. That's me, right? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got this tattoo on my cap already. Wow. You guys are so like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Right? Thank you. Oh, this needs to. We gotta. We're gonna throw up an infographic of this in uh, 2019 when I get around to it. Um, so you can go ahead and figure out what your sign is and who you're most like. I'm also really excited for the rule of threes to take effect and for Rylan to create a third product after his Kamasu <laughs> 2.0 and his Nudiac that when he tells us about it, our ears are going to have our brains leaking out of them and our eyes are going to start bleeding. Looking <laughs> for like, You have to stay on the recording for 10 hours while we figure out the schematics. Oh my God. This was the dark middle chapter of my new trilogy. Okay. <laughs> Look out, person who wrote Hunger Games. Who wrote that? Katniss Everdeen. J.K. Rowling. Look out. I hate asking you guys anything. (laughs) Cam, what is the segment? All right, y'all. For my lifestyle segment this week, I'm bringing in a lifestyle for us to live or leave. This comes to us from Bloomberg Business Week. It's the uh, issue that came out here in March. For many of Japan's elderly women, prison is a haven. Every aging society faces distinct challenges, but Japan, with the world's oldest population, 27.3% of its citizens are 65 or older, almost twice the share in U.S., has been dealing with one it didn't foresee, senior crime. Complaints and arrests involving elderly people, and women in particular, are taking place at rates above those of any other demographic group. Almost one in five women in Japanese prisons is a senior. Their crimes are usually minor. Nine in ten senior women who've been convicted were found guilty of shoplifting. So what the article goes into here is that, you know, there's a lot of people who don't have family or children to take care of them at home because of that growing elderly market uh and even the ones who do have family and children at home feel sometimes invisible or like a burden and many of the japanese women they've interviewed uh who are being arrested and sentenced to stints in jail for shoplifting are doing it because they feel taken care of or emotionally fulfilled in prison unlike they ever do outside prison walls so senior japanese lady sentenced to prison for shoplifting live it or leave it as a heartthrob, uh, my natural inclination is to love people. So if I were this emotionally neglected Japanese woman and the only way that I could get love is by stealing things. I mean, I'm thinking Ocean's Eleven right here, right? So I'm in the bingo parlor and I'm on the, I got my earpiece in and I'm talking to Rosie who's on the second floor. She's at the the uh, ping pong tables, which is also an old person lottery thing. Yeah, the, um, um, no, that's other, that's bingo when they put the ping pong balls into the thing okay yeah plinko, maybe old people oh, can't plinko. do anything that's named something normal it's got to be bingo plinko ping pong. <laughs> they're sitting at the dollar slots or no the penny slots i think it's super hot and i think that you could put a bunch of keys in applesauce <laughs> you can hide the keys to the vault i don't know what the fuck i'm saying oh, god uh, let me give you an example here one of these crimes <gasps> mrs o or miss o 78 
Third term, sentenced to one year, five months, has stolen energy drinks, coffee, tea, a rice ball, a mango, has a daughter and a grandson. And that's a year? Year and five months. Wow. But I mean, I get the feeling that like, it's like a slap on the wrist three or five times. Like, okay, grandma, put that back. You can't steal this stuff. And after she stole stuff for like the 20th time, you just throw your hands up in the air. Like, well, I I, what am I supposed to do? You're going to jail. You're going to the pokey, Grant. Miss O sounds like a rule book out a May rule book out the window to me. Uh, <laughs> she's thinking outside of the box. She's she's going. I'm not going to stiff arm my kids into loving me. I'm not going to go like get a job or something. I think this prison idea is foolproof. I mean, sure, it's a little bit sad, but I mean, I don't think Miss O is sad. I think she's like, you know what I love? Snacks, camaraderie a place to sleep routines. And if there's just a free system set up for you to have all that, like, sure. Like what, what's she going to miss her? Like windsurfing tournament. Is she going to, she going to miss going to the rock climbing wall? No, nah, they got everything she needs there. I, I think Dylan's right. Everything you need is in there. Right. And old ladies are smart. Like when an old lady tells you something, pay attention. Cause they have a lot of wisdom and experience. And one of the great things about jail get three hots in a cot right you're getting nutritional food on the regular you have people to talk to gym to go work out at you got workshops go do some work in when you're feeling lazy and you know, need to be more productive i used to work in a prison um but we called it a retirement home <laughs> you guys know what i'm saying so i have personal experience with old people prisons um and i from what i saw they really liked it i mean they would come down to the cafeteria wearing no clothes um i had a man invite me to his room to read me some of his poetry and i went and then he told me uh about this <laughs> this story where this guy was <laughs> it was an artist who was seducing a young man uh, because he thought it was <laughs> he was the most beautiful man he'd ever seen he wor- he lived in like a, a hotel and he <laughs> was seducing a bellhop and <laughs> he was telling me this story and then he was like but don't don't worry this is not what I'm doing with you <laughs> this is not what I'm doing with you at all <sighs> and uh, yeah, that's uh This is Life Pile Podcast, <laughs> the only podcast that makes you smile through the tears. Uh we want to thank old people for their wisdom. We want to thank the Japanese government for their great ideas. We want to thank Scott Davis for making the music for this podcast. If you're sharing this podcast with your friends, helping them find the right lifestyle for them, we want to thank you for that. And we want you to reach on behind you and go ahead and give yourself a pat on the back because we sure appreciate it. And we'd be patting you if we could. And also, if you want to be one cool guy who got his collar popped and wears the sweetest new sunshades, then live that lifestyle of giving us a five-star rate and subscribe on appleitunes.com.net.org.edu.vodka.ninja. If you want to catch us this week, I will be stealing apricots from the local grocery store until someone pays my rent. Dylan, where can we catch you? Well, I'm glad you asked, Cam. I'm going to be in my kitchen all week cooking delicious jello. It's the tasty snack that gives my kids none of the vitamins and minerals that they need to sustain human life, and they love it. 
And I'll be working in uh, the local Ren Fair. You might see a purple tent there and hear a bunch of inside the tent. But go in there and I'm just actually a Znudiak fortune teller. uh, And I'm going to tell you what your sign is and what you have ahead of you with my Znudiak crystal ball. Buy yours today. This is Life Pile. Light your life on fire. (laughs) 